0: Years ago, I started listening to the band Apollo LTD, and I've really enjoyed their music ever since, including some new music they have recently released. You've probably heard Soul Worth Saving on the radio if you listen to Christian music at all. And today, we've got Jordan Phillips from Apollo LTD joining us. This is one of those episodes that I think everybody needs to hear. Jordan speaks a whole lot of truth that we should all pay attention to. So let's jump right into it. In addition to some other fun topics, the song we're discussing today is Switchfoot's song happy is the upbeat welcome to switchfoot song stories a fan run and operated podcast not affiliated with switchfoot Jordan, thank you so much for taking the time to join us. How are you, man?
1: I'm good. How are you?
0: I'm doing great. And uh, I was going to kind of open by telling you, I want to make a guarantee that at the end of this year, when Spotify shows me my Spotify rap stats, you know, just shows yep. you kind of what you what you listen to throughout the year, uh, your song, Soul Worth Saving, is going to be on my list for most listened to of 2022. Um, absolutely. I love it, man. Don't you know? Gotta start! Thank saying a lot too because I'm I'm so into music and I listen to it all the time but I, I just I keep coming back to that song and um I think you know you guys have a such an ability to make uh songs that can be catchy but with substance, you know, great lyrics, um you know songs that mean something and stick with you. And uh are you able to share yet when what's coming next as far as next album, next tour tough?
1: um man right now um we are finishing up the first batch of songs on our record uh we've got a, a third album that's in the works right now um and we're in production land on that so we actually are we were gonna be busier this fall and we just decided you know what like we we did a a, a, long, a like a six eight week tour uh in the spring and then It's been festival season all summer, Uh, and so we were looking at doing some tours in the fall, and we thought, you know what, let's just, we're going to do some shows on the weekends, but we're going to be at home during the week, and we're going to work on this record and try to knock it out, you know, hopefully by, I think we're, we're kind of hoping that if we can have everything done by around the new year, that would be ideal, but we'll see how it goes. I mean, it's, you know. It it takes time. Sometimes yeah. sometimes it moves faster than, than you think. And then other times, man, it's like it's uh it can be quite the task. But yeah. either way. Yeah, we're 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 gonna go into creative land for a little while here, I think.
0: Nice. I know so, a lot of times fans are always, you know, like when's it coming? They want it, but I've I've rarely ever seen, maybe never seen an artist who's like regretting that that they took their time and made sure. So that's always a good yeah. thing.
1: It's hard, man, because like the more, you know, sometimes you have like a little bit of external pressure, I'll say external pressure in, in quotation marks uh, to, i.e. um label and managers and, and publishers and stuff to get stuff knocked out. But at the same time, man, we've had to re- we've realized exactly what you're saying. It's like it really is better for everything. It's better for the band. It's better for listeners. uh, And it's ultimately better for all those people on the business side, if we just take our time and get it right, you know? Yeah. So.
0: Who have been some of your biggest uh, musical influences uh, throughout your life and career? Um, that is a great question. I, I, I
1: kind of think of it in terms of, like, early influences that got me into music, you know? And then there's, like, those the, the middle years where... Uh, I discovered some bands and artists that light bulbs went off. You know what I mean? Like light bulbs went off and like, oh, wait a minute. This is something that maybe I should do, you know? Um, So early influences for me are all like super old stuff. Old stuff that my dad and my parents listened to. Like I'm a huge, I mean, still to this day, I'm a huge Beatles fan. Um, The Beatles, the Rolling Stones, Led Zeppelin, a huge fan of the Eagles, Don Henley, tom petty um jeff lynn electric light orchestra um huge fans of all i'm a huge fan of all of that stuff um i think that more modern influences for me uh if i look back you know that have definitely had much more of a direct impact on what we do in apollo honestly when i was in high school uh i'd Got into u two and switchfoot that was those were gateways for me. um kind of the light bulb moments of like and I would say I'd probably throw Coldplay in there. I mean, I know that that's like i I just it's 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 almost become like cliche these days to say that u two is an inspiration. you know what I mean I feel like they 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 had such a heyday and they they're still one of the best fans on the planet let's let's be real, you know um but i I feel like. Um, those bands in particular, Coldplay, Switchfoot, U2, um, honestly, like Dave Grohl and the Foo Fighters. Like, I grew up listening to mainstream music a lot. So, when I discovered, particularly with like bands like uh, Switchfoot and U2, there was this spiritual undercurrent, there was this spiritual undertone that was happening, but the music felt really inspired and really exciting, and it felt challenging um but it felt accessible but it felt honest and vulnerable you know what i mean that like that really was a huge turning
0: point for me yeah i think out of the 12 or so episodes u2 has been mentioned nine or ten times on this show so it's yeah it's uh it's, it's it's pretty wide pretty wide range there of their influence which is cool
1: i know that's that's why i i like it's it's funny because it's like the um On one hand, it's like we all can commiserate under the fact, the umbrella of like YouTube being this massive influence. Also, at the same time, you're like, "Oh, geez, another guy in the podcast who likes YouTube." You know, (laughs) I'm like, "No, I swear, but I like the deep cuts. (laughs) I like the, you know, I like Uptong Baby." Okay, there you You go. (laughs) No, uh, I get it though. I mean, they're great. They're 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 great for a reason. They're huge for a reason.
0: Yeah. So. I was looking at an old um, interview. I don't think it was that old, but it was an interview you did with CCM Magazine, and you said something in there that I think our listeners would think that's something very similar to what John Foreman would say, which is pretty cool. But um, you said, We've never really created a delineation in our minds between Christian or mainstream. It's all music. If you're a believer, then you will create art that reflects your life and reflects the things you love, the things you feel, the things you're passionate about. So even though we were in a general market space, we were always Christian dudes in a band, and that's where God had called us. Yeah. So yeah, switch of fans like was was that John or was that Jordan? Because it's very very similar, which is really cool. But I think what's cool is when artists like you are just focused on making great art, being creative, and then whatever lyrics and sound kind of flows from that. So be it. You know, this is what's on my heart and mind, and it's yeah. not really a box of this or that. It's just here's what we've got, which is, you know, to me, I think that's an act of worship in itself.
1: Absolutely, man. That's a, that is a fine, um, that is a hard, it's a hard boundary to maintain, to be honest. It it takes work Um, because the reality is like when you are a 16 year old in your bedroom, writing songs and recording them onto your laptop and you've got nothing but just like, a wide open future in front of you. um, and all the time in the world you create from that little inner place that makes you excited. Right. Mm -hmm. And then over time, the double-edged sword to success to any degree, and let's just in this circumstance, just call success being able to do what you love to do for a living. Um, all these other external influences start playing into things and that can look like your own internal dialogue that you start spinning around in your head to go like well that worked for them and that worked for them but maybe we should do that you know there's plenty as an artist as a creative you've already got all these tapes that are playing in your head let's be honest most of us have that so managing that, but also managing all the external stuff, and the external stuff can be things like commerciality, radio. Like, what's going to work at radio? What's not going to work at radio? What's going to, you know, uh, let what's going to make money? And that can be a pitfall uh, for no matter what genre you're in, no matter what industry you're in. The focusing on the financial uh, fruit of your art is ultimately i think going to lead to its detriment Mm -hmm. um but it's easier said than done i mean that it, it can be really challenging at times because you know like you you you're you have a career uh it's important that you provide for your family you know and so i think that like for us we have constantly had to gut check ourselves we gut check all the time like do we believe what we're saying do we believe this song Like you mentioned, "Soul we're saving before we had to fight for that song. And for us, we fought for that song because we believed it. We felt like that song said something in a way that was meaningful to us. And we felt like if we were going to go out into the, you know, if we were going to have a conversation with the world, which is what we're doing when we share art or we share podcasts or we share, uh, you know, whether it's a sermon on Sunday or a song on Monday or a podcast on Tuesday or whatever, you're going to go have a conversation with the world. You you've got to have a, um, a solidified message, you know, and you've got to believe in what you're saying, because if you don't believe, if I don't believe what I'm saying in in our music, I don't expect other people to believe it. Mm -hmm. I was literally in my car and I was listening to a radio station in Atlanta, Georgia, where I grew up. And it was like the mainstream rock station and the DJ comes on and he he was like, onward, Christian soldiers, you have a new band that you can love. And, you know, I was like, dah, 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 dah. you know, and, and of course it was, it was the big one. Um, and uh, you know, like, what the heck? I didn't even know. I'd never heard of switch So anyway, that was like my, my first, uh, introduction and of course I love that song I mean meant to live is just like it's a monster jam um, and then funny there is a I'm not going to use any names but on that same station in Atlanta there was a like a, a disc jockey that was like he was like kind of on the side guys And he went and I was just I like just heard of the band and Switchfoot was playing in town. I forget what venue they were playing. And this DJ from 99X goes and interviews Foreman on the air. And this DJ was a total jerk. He was a total jerk to John. Like was really insulting and it was really belittling about like the Christian thing and was like asking him all these like uncomfortable questions. I mean, it was just, you knew it was a target. Like there was a target on his back when the interview started and he just like went it. And John really handled, and like I said, this is like one of my first introductions to Switchfoot. I was like, of course, and at the time I was a believer. And I was like, man, this isn't cool. And John was so real with him and was really gracious with him. I was just impressed with the way he handled it because the guy was a jerk. That guy is actually now, uh, he's a DJ on a Christian station. Wow. <laughs> yeah. That, I, I won't say wh- where or what, but um, it's hilarious, man. It's really funny at full circle. I don't know how I got caught up in the middle of that whole thing, but I just happened to hear it. Uh, that guy's actually now a dj at a, at a big christian network so um i i think that john has i was just impressed by his his grace in that whole scenario you know because i think that for a while for them to be navigating the mainstream market like that as believers um you know that can be challenging
0: really can so Definitely. yeah i admired that a lot i think i saw that you guys you had at least one show with them right was that last july you had a show with switchfoot was i reading that right
1: uh we did we played in nebraska with switchfoot
0: Hmm.
1: it was awesome it was a lot of fun man we uh you know the the truth is like a lot of times when we go out on the road like you're so busy you don't have the chance to like go watch if you open like go watch the headline set because you're just you know doing other stuff but for that show adam and i definitely went out front and uh and watched that show man (laughs) i've seen i've seen them a few times i've seen them a few times uh and i've paid i've paid to go see switchfoot before so it was fun to go see them and get to share the stage with them it was cool
0: yeah that is cool um if your if your band ever did a switchfoot cover what would it be and if switchfoot ever did a cover of yours what would you want them to do
1: oh man if we were gonna cover something i think it would have to be uh stars uh off that um off nothing is sound yeah that's not that's just a jam that song's just a jam um great guitar riff tons of energy that's like to me Switchfoot bread and butter right there mm-hmm. you know like the big guitars the awesome riff big drums the hooks um if they were gonna cover an apollo ltd song man knee jerk i don't care what song they want to do they can do whatever they want bro you sing whatever you want uh it'd be it'd be cool man it'd be cool to, to to hear them do one of our you know one of our bigger songs it'd be cool to hear them do like yeah you know on the way up or something i don't know
0: yeah, but that would, be, that would be a good one Soldier On or You, or, I mean, there's so many. Yeah, Soldier really On would be
1: a good fit. That might yeah. be a good fit.
0: Yeah. Well, the song directly after Stars on oh, Nothing to Sound is the one you've chosen to talk about today. Happy is a yuppie word. And uh, to me, one of the cooler song titles they have and one of the mm-hmm. coolest intros of any song. Like, the, the guitar kicks in. Of course, it's right after these two rockers. Yep. Um, Lon- Lonely Nation, Stars. Then you get kind of this suspenseful guitar that's kind of bringing you in. John gives like a little growl at the beginning, which I don't think he does really in any any other song as far as just that, the opening, which is always, I've always thought that was cool. um, And and this one means a lot to me because if, if memory serves me correctly, I was at, I was watching them. I was at the Indiana State Fair and it was a couple weeks before Nothing to Sound came out. And I believe they said from stage, this is the first time we've ever played this next song. And it was mm. Happy's the Yuppie Word. So pretty cool memory for me um, mm-hmm. to, to think about that. But I know you you had mentioned Wanting to Do 24. You can touch on that a little if you want. That song has already been uh, talked about on the show. But um, yeah. why 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 was uh, Happy's the Yuppie w- Word uh, the next choice?
1: Happy's the Yuppie Word. Is, so I feel like it's. Just, I agree with you. I think it's one of the more compelling titles they've got. Um, and I'm a, I'm a sucker for a good title, I really am. Um, and that one's kind of out of the norm. Um, the other one was the uh what's the song off of Oh Gravity? It's like uh, Midas and me. It's something Midas and me. Uh,
0: Midas and myself, yeah.
1: And myself. So, there you go.
0: Yeah.
1: Uh, another really good title, which is a killer song. I wanted to talk about that one too, but it's a bit more like in the ether. I was like, yeah, that's that's a that's a trickier one to talk about you're gonna you're you're gonna spend a couple hours unpacking that song um but also just like the subject matter of i think that whole record that that nothing is sound record is definitely you can tell it's sort of the turning of a tide uh for them like they it's definitely much more of a darker album but because of their faith right um it's more just like, I don't say darker is just not the right word. It's just more ecclesiastical. <laughs> yeah. That's a good word. You know what yeah. I mean? It's, um, it's just like, look, one thing that I appreciate about John Foreman, which is why I was like, when you hit me up to talk about Switchfoot, I was like, yeah, bro. Like, I'll, we'll talk about this all day long because John is an important figure in music in particular um because i think especially in the in the faith in the spiritual world and in in the christian music world because he's one of the very few artists that has been able to have a profound amount of success while simultaneously writing and performing albums worth of material that cover the whole scope of the human experience it's it's dynamic. Their music is dynamic. The subject matter of their songs is dynamic. It's not just, I was blind, now I see. It's not, I was lost and now I'm found. It's not always, everything is okay. Everything is great. God, you rescued me, which he does. There's nothing wrong with these messages in and of themselves. But... um I think that, like, there is something to be said, though, about us connecting with, I mean, we, we look in Scripture, and there are psalms of lament, right? Like, we can't just be focused on being happy all the time. We can't. God doesn't promise us happiness all the time. Like, you know, become a believer in the gospel of Jesus and never be sad. It's actually kind of the opposite. And it's like, I think we spend a lot of time culturally trying to pursue happiness. And I think it's almost our pursuit of happiness that makes us unhappy. And is there happiness in, in our spiritual life? Absolutely. Like that's why we believe in the gospel because it's good news. But what we get from the gospel is deep, profound joy and contentment and peace because of the grace and the mercy of Jesus. I resonate, the older I get, the more I resonate with that title, happy is a yuppie word. Because if, if happiness is what we're after, I think we're, we're setting ourselves up for a lot of discontentment.
0: Yeah, that's a good word. Yeah, obviously, um, I guess maybe not obviously for some people, but joy and happiness are quite, they can be quite different things, and uh, which which one we're pursuing, um, eternal joy, uh, but not the day-to-day. You're going to go through ups and downs, hard times, and I always uh, like talking about how even your faith is not this linear line that's just always like, it's more of a roller coaster. You're going to have ups and downs. Um, right. And I love to, I often share on this show things that John has said about particular songs. And back when he wrote this one, he said, uh, someone had mentioned the quote to him, that it's a yuppie word. And he said, I stayed up after he left, turned off the TV, and wrote a song about our happy yuppie world. Turns out, Bob Dylan was the one being quoted. In 1991, when Rolling Stone interviewed Dylan on the occasion of his 50th birthday, He gave a curious response when the interviewer asked him if he was happy. He fell silent for a few moments, stared at his hands and said, you know, these are yuppie words, happiness, unhappiness. It's not happiness or unhappiness. It's either blessed or unblessed. Mm. And then John said, for me, this song is the heart of the record, pumping blood out to the limbs and fingers and mouth. And maybe every lyric on the record might be needed and true. Still, this song has kept everything alive for us. And he also said, wow, All this happiness I've been chasing is really just the yuppie version.
1: Hmm. Yeah. Well, I feel like, too, man, our pursuit of happy, when we're pursuing happiness, it's inherent that we're starting from a place of lacking something. Right? Like, if I'm searching for happiness, that means I'm already starting from a deficit. I'm already behind. I'm already discontented to say that i'm searching for happiness and i think that it is easy to fall into that trap of feeling like i don't i don't i don't have it all Hmm. and i think that that is the spiritual journey that we i feel like it's taken and i and i say all this because i am i include myself in this right i don't i don't this isn't from some like city on a hill i'm 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 talking about this stuff as if i've got it figured out i'm only talking about this because it's my song too it's my story too i i i i get it i understand it and the, it's it's problematic because if my heart is postured towards god with a deep sense of gratitude for what i have and what he's given me and i have a in awareness of his grace and his mercy towards me. How is that not already being filled up? If, if we recognize that it's there, right? And we connect with a heart of gratitude for the things and the health, the our family, our friends, our health, what opportunities we do have, the fact that we, have a roof over our head like those things are so fleeting to us like it is so hard for us to be reminded every day of those things but i think there is deep deep joy when we can really connect with a heart of gratitude for the things that we do have that we can look past on a daily basis and not even recognize they're there you know it's like um you know like saint francis of assisi he's like you know uh i i believe it was the franciscan church you know he used to like talk to the the birds (laughs) he probably (laughs) probably thought he was crazy but he was out there praying and he was talking to the animals and talking to the birds and stuff you know and and i'm like man like i want to see the world with those eyes Right. Like if if I feel like the gospel in our in our, our our spiritual journey on earth. Right. With Christ is the pursuit of like, God, give me the eyes to see. Don't give me happiness. I'll, happiness will come. Joy will come. Right. But give me the eyes to see so that I can be joyful about what I'm seeing. Mm hmm. Because I feel like the negative stuff sticks to us like Velcro. You know? You could have 100 people today, Tyler, tell you that your podcast is awesome. And then you're going to go on tonight before you go to bed. And you're going to see one bad review about somebody who hates Switchfoot. And it's going to just like gnaw. It's going to gnaw at you. We're all the same. We're all that way. And it's like, why can't I hold on? To the hundred good things that happen today. Yeah. I it was that one bad thing that is just gonna eat at me. And and I don't know, man. Like there's there's a lot to unpack there, but it's unfortunately all of our all of our plights, I think.
0: Mm-hmm. Yeah, I'm reminded of the psalm that says, like, Lord is my shepherd, I shall not want. But a lot of times we live like the Lord is my shepherd, but I want everything. Like I want this and this and this, and then yeah, then I'll look to Him. But it's like He's He's what I need. So <laughs> easier yep. said than done to live that way, but definitely we're striving for.
1: Dude, what's the? That's a great segue into back into this song. Happy is a yuppie word. Isn't there a line? Blessed is the man that's lost it all. Yeah, blessed is the man that has lost it all, bro. Talk about. A counter cultural statement. Yep. Like, we forget. I think that we forget easily that Jesus was like, hey, for the record, <laughs> for the record, um, money, wealth, power, influence, um, material possessions are all things that i am honest like let's be real like he didn't speak kindly of those things Mm -hmm. now it doesn't mean that we like we all have to live lives of solitude and of just abject poverty and i'm not i'm not suggesting that i mean we're you know but it's like but let's also be clear about like jesus was like drop everything and follow me
0: Mm -hmm.
1: you know pick up your cross and follow me like I don't know that there's there is a there's a part of our faith that I think we forget about the gospel that's like, oh yeah, yeah. Blessed is the man that has lost it all, because the man who's lost it all has nothing left mm-hmm. but his faith, you know. And that is profound. It's like Job, you know.
0: We think too how this this song and this album, you know, inspired at least in part by the old testament writing Ecclesiastes. One of my favorite Old Testament books even before this album came out because you kind of on the other side of that, you've got this filthy rich person who's still writing about the fact that everything's meaningless. They're like a chasing after the wind. But I don't think it's from a like depressive only state. I think it's mainly like this acknowledgement that our time is short. Um, when we chase after riches or things that are fleeting, it's not gonna last. So focus on yep. what really matters. And one of my favorite all time, John Foreman quotes, is when he said, I may write about how everything is meaningless, but it's a very hopeful thing for me to be proven wrong.
1: Hmm. There you it's
0: go. Kind of like, like in a songwriting in life. It's like, yeah, I'm, I'm going to acknowledge the darkness and the, you know, the evil, the things that are going on, but I'm, I'm hopeful for more. I'm, I'm looking towards light and doing everything, everything I can to find, you know, joy invincible and in, in some of those messages that he has.
1: Dude, it reminds me of um, we had a moment not too long ago, uh, and a it was we were celebrating some uh, a victory that we had had in our career, and there's a a dude in town that said to me he's a very successful songwriter also, so of course when he speaks I'm like listening, and he's a Christian, and he said to me something that I, I'll never forget. He was like today's a good day be present in it but just remember it's vapor Hmm. and you're like okay
0: well
1: and in that moment it was like it brought me it brought everything back down you know because it's it's easy it's like when we when we are in a season uh is it in romans um does he uh, that that talks about like i know what it means to be in want and i know what it means to 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 be in plenty I think, yeah, I think it's Philippians Philippians, it Philippians?
0: right, right they... before the famous verse. He says that, or I yeah. learned the secret of being content in all situations. And... There you go.
1: That's it. Yeah. Yes. Um, see, you're the Bible teacher. Um, it's like, it reminded me in that moment of like, okay, even in moments of abundance, even in moments of plenty, that's when we tend to go, that's when our ego, Our little, that little ego in us wants to go like, oh, we're getting some credit for things that have gone well, but being reminded that like, Hey man, God is good. He's still on the throne. And today you're allowed to celebrate and be happy and joyful. This is great. But just remember it's vapor was just like brought everything back down into check of like, Mm -hmm. Hey, just remember, man, it's God doing all of this all the time in all things and it's like it's easy in moments of famine and seasons of famine for us to go God to look up right Mm -hmm. but then as soon as we hit the harvest as soon as there's a season of plenty we tend to go oh baby life is good you know but there's this there isn't the, the redirect to go God thank you Mm-hmm. For this gift, for whom yeah. all blessing flows, like thank you for this and and it's uh I don't know it's it's just a it was a remind it was a great reminder of that yeah. you
0: know yeah um the you mentioned that um that line in the bridge, I think this is one of my favorite bridges is is that the right if I just call it bridges <laughs> one of the yeah. bridge, bridges of of their whole catalog where he says uh, I'm looking for a bridge I can't burn down. I don't believe the emptiness. I'm looking for the kingdom coming down. Yeah. Every, everything is meaningless. I want more than simple cash can buy. I also like how how in this song the the lyric "nothing is sound" is repeated, but it's not the title of the song. I kind of like when when occasionally uh, bands have that. So, and and that's part of why he said it's the the heartbeat of the whole album. So. Any other lyrics uh, or thoughts from the song that jump out at you?
1: Well, man, it's like, I just, I just appreciate, I just appreciate so much of it because I feel like at the heart of a lot of what John, so this will answer your question, but this is also just John's writing on the whole here. He does such a good job encapsulating the sense of discontentment that we experience you know Mm -hmm. it's like i even like if you look at like the big hit uh meant to live um i want more than the wars of our fathers everything inside screams for you know you probably know all the words uh
0: second life life. yeah there you go
1: there you go and it's like there is a groaning and i there's a groaning through John's writing all over the place Mm -hmm. for wanting more than what this world has to offer us. And I think that that is like, blessed is the man who's lost it all. It's like, dude, well, yeah, we lose all of our earthly possessions, but we gain what, you know, the eternal joy of relationship. Mm -hmm. And I think that, the goal for us as Christians should be to be reflections, as pure reflections of God's love for creation as possible. Yeah. That's all we should be. And a lot of times materialism can, and tribalism and that kind of stuff can get in the way of that. You know, like I feel like our job as believers, as Christians should just be like when people have conversations with us, when people meet us, when people listen to what we create, like all we're doing is just pointing.
0: Mm-hmm.
1: You know what I mean? That's that is the posture of our lives is just pointing. Like, yeah, yeah, yeah. I'm glad you love the song, but ultimately, like we're just pointing at jesus you know Mm -hmm. and i feel like it's just easier said than done day to day Mm -hmm. it's hard you know we get sucked into these like very earthly um systems and earthly way of thinkings uh earthly ways of thinking and i think john does a really good job of sort of capturing and articulating that discontentment and that problem you know Mm -hmm. i want more this doesn't work I've tried money. I've tried power. I've tried to pursue this. I've tried to pursue that. I've tried to fill the God shaped hole in my spirit with everything else. And it doesn't work. Mm
0: -hmm.
1: And that's by design, you know, let's be honest. Like that's by design and thank God, literally that we have the gospel, you know, I think I feel like the so much of the meaning of the gospel is is God communicating to us like I feel like so much of the gospel that we have a hard time understanding is like dude Jesus came died and was resurrected to change our minds about who God is mm-hmm. not just to change God's mind about who we are God's like I love you you are my beloved creation I want to be a part of your systems. I want to be a part of your lives. I want to be dwelling with you here. The kingdom is coming. The kingdom is coming down. And we're like, we've already started that process. So it's like, God was trying to change our minds about him so that we can look and go, oh, there is relationship here. This is reciprocated. This is something that is meant, like this is what we're meant for you know i i that's just where my mind goes when i listen to switchfoot that when i listen to these lyrics man i'm just like yeah dude there's so much depth to these lyrics and it's only because of the dynamic the full dynamic and scope of of this stuff but
0: yeah yeah we need those constant reminders and that's why obviously i would encourage people to get into the word every day, but also if you are into music to me, music serves as a reminder. And even, you know, as we, uh, mentioned your, your single, just that that's a reminder, like you got a soul we're saving. You got a heart we're chasing. Like that's, that's really cool to how it all comes together and, um, really appreciate, you know, your ministry, your heart, uh, your creativity, um, we'll be, uh, praying for this season coming up here where you guys are wrapping up or still creating for the next album. And um, really appreciate you jumping on the show and can't wait to see the coming announcements for when you guys go on tour next and hoping to catch you somewhere in the Midwest.
1: For sure, man. Thanks for having me on, dude.
0: Appreciate it.